Today FM. It's that time of the week again. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Dermot and Dave Show Best of Podcast. Aye, aye. But not if you're driving. Definitely don't sit back. In fact, sit up now. No. You and I. T-E-D, United are the team for me With a knick-knack paddywhack Give a dog a bone Why don't sit, take f*** off home No, that's not what you want You want Angela, it's a long time running away Do you know what that is? It's neither Man City nor Man United It's the Lumineers For what? Myself and Sean are going to the Lumineers tonight In St. Dan's Park Sun is shining Weather is sweet That's not a Lumineers song Yeah, I know Lumineers have got one song. No, hey! that's what people think. Ho! That doesn't even make it into their encore anymore. With you. Does it not? No, it's what? early doors. That's their old stuff. They want to get rid of that. Carl, nobody I... knows more than Hey Ho. There's no other Lumineers song. Unless you're a weirdo who likes the Lumineers. Do you love the Lumineers, Carl? Yeah, big fan. Like, I'm only going for the social occasion. They uh, mandolins. I saw them already this year. Did you? Yeah. Where? They were in uh, Tree Arena already in January of this year. Yeah. Jesus, I don't want any. They sold out St. Anne's Park. Metallica wouldn't do that. Metallica <laughs> <laughs> just sold out two 60,000 plus nights. I think they'll sell out the 5,000 in St. Anne's Park or uh, whatever it is. Dave, so is going to the FA Cup like me going to the All Ireland final? Is it, is it on that level? I would argue it's bigger. But no, no, yeah, for but personal no, view. I mean, personal, on a personal level. level. Yeah, on a personal level. Yes, it's exactly what it's like. So first of all, yeah, so you know the feeling when your team reaches the All-Ireland final, right? So that's the feeling I had when we beat Brighton in the semi-finals and we're through. The Victor Lindelof's penalty got us through into the final. So the, yes, that's the feeling. It's like, oh my God, we're in the final. Then it's the quest for a ticket, as you mm. well know, right? So thankfully I have a mate called Damo who is so well connected and goes to so many away games as a United fan, that he's in these ballots that get where you, you're kind of, your loyalty to the club is what gets you a ticket. Yeah. He got his ticket. He said, text message me and goes, you want to come? And I'm like, I love you so much. <laughs> so now I have the whole pomp and ceremony and going to Wembley. Wembley's such an amazing, like, like Kroger, it's an amazing stadium to go watch sport in. You've been before? Yeah, went to the, the semi final and the final of the 2018 FA Cup run. Oh. Beat Spurs in the semi final. Lost 1-0 to Chelsea and Eden Hazard penalty in the most boring match of football I've ever seen, which was the FA Cup final. I'm really hoping this is going to be different tomorrow. But it is. It's everything. It's about the day. It's about going, walking up Wembley Way, that massive long road mm. up to, and you see Wembley ahead of you. And, it's, it's just brilliant. It's one of those rare occasions in top flight football as well that like a trophy is on stake for that specific match. So like a lot, mm. of, obviously the Premier League is... Is a, is a league yeah and then so like really kind of the Champions League the FA Cup like yeah the League Cup I mean you're, whatever two domestic cups you, your, 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 your club has in whatever country they play in and then there's the yeah. Champions League or Europa League or whatever like and it is it's like playing on a final like it's the biggest yeah. thing it's just so massive and don't forget we already went to Wembley and won the League Cup so we already have had that experience beating Newcastle and that so I'm hoping that that will galvanise these lads against what is an absolutely mammoth task Trying to beat Pep's. I have a suggestion. This is the. Uh, um, I'm trademarking this idea now. Why don't the Premier League do a run the Premier League as normal, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then do a like a league final. So like the top two teams. So even if you're like ten points clear or whatever, doesn't make a difference. It's kind of like they do in the Championship and League One or whatever. 
and do a final. No, they a don't final do game. no, because like a league is by its nature, as you oh, know, know, is like clocked up over thirty eight games, and you you know whoever no, has no, the most. Points I obviously wins. I get that, but my really? thing is like imagine imagine this year a City Arsenal final, right? And like Arsenal had like they'd lost two or three games along the way, and and they were they they lost on the day by one point, right? But imagine if they're like, well, it all comes down to today. Like, imagine the ratings. Imagine the atmosphere it would be. Imagine if you were United, Dave, right? Imagine if United were second one year against a, a City or a we, Liverpool. We were or, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer yeah. a couple of years back. And you just know, okay, we just have to get ready for the one day. Like, it would be an occasion. Like, it would be. There's no doubt it would be an occasion. But I don't think you can take away... The integrity of what of what a league is. I get that. Do you know what I mean? Although I did hear something in Germany which I didn't realize, which is fascinating. So the Bundesliga, three teams get relegated, like like in the mm, Premier League, yeah. whatever, and three teams come up yeah. from the second league. Yeah. Know, it's Weiter Liga, Bundesliga two, Bundesliga zwei, whatever. But here's how they do it: the bottom two teams go down, and the top two teams go up, and then the third place team in the second league plays a playoff against the third lowest oh. team. From the Bundesliga, and whoever wins that match cool. goes up or down. Wow. Whoever wins or loses, that's a so great idea. You could finish third and stay in the Bundesliga, or you could finish third in the second Liga and go up based yeah. on that. Fight. That is brilliant. So that, that is cool. that's some drama because that's yeah. people fighting for their lives. See, that's on, like on both diff- on totally different so ways. Had, so the, the the weaker team in commas have had an amazing season and gotten yeah. to third, and the other team have had a terrible season and gotten to third last. Yeah, and then they play each other. Like oh, the thing about it is, is, obviously, the final day of the Premier League is unbelievable. Like there is that Aguero. What year was that? Twenty twelve. Sorry, I know I don't throw it? it in, but mm-hmm. honestly, right? So like, obviously, that day was like history books type stuff. Mm. But then, like, there has been years when it's a dead rubber coming into the last four or five games. One hundred percent. I remember in two thousand, after United had won the treble in nineteen ninety nine, I th- I think, and I could be wrong on this, but I think the league was won in January mm. or certainly February. By so, United. By United. So that meant all of February, March, April, and May, there was no, like, you were just, we were just going through the motions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's terrible. You know, everyone else had fallen so far behind. We just won every game up until Christmas and then won the first three games in January. It was like, and do you know what on. you do? The, my, my, my league final. Yeah. The TV rights of it, you put it free to air. So it becomes like, Oh, you're, talk, oh, I'm you're talking everything s- right until until you said free to air. All of a sudden, no, <laughs> no. Imagine if no you would, imagine all the games all year on BT Premier Sky, all that kind of stuff, right? But the match of the day, the final one, is on BBC ITV, free to air, and it means it, it's like it's the talking point. It's like a World Cup final. Everyone can watch it, no matter where you are. All the pubs are full. You get a really good sponsor in. What about uh, Louis uh, van No, I think I think you're not the first person to think this. You you seem astonished that no one else has thought of this. No, I think I'm really good. What about Louis, Louis <laughs> van Gaal's theory, right, of how to make extra time? You know, extra time yeah. can be so boring. And if you're a defensive team and a weaker team, and you just want to get to penos, yeah, you just defend for half an hour or whatever. Yeah. So they used to have golden goal to try and make yeah. you go. And I used score. to love that in FIFA. Yeah, golden Playing goal. Playing golden goal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Louis van Gaal's theory was this: that you get to full time with whatever amount of players you have. So if you've had no one sent off as 22 players, 11 each. And then every three minutes, or every five minutes, whatever it is, in extra time, you have to take a player off. 
Ah, uh, no. Yeah. So by the time you get to the end of Extra Time, it's five-a-side. <laughs> this is an amazing idea. Did he say that? Yeah. He thinks it would revolutionize football. I think it's a great idea. And what kind of a reaction did he get for Obviously, it? people were like, you're a maniac. <laughs> See, well, I, I, I do think, uh, to finish on this, I do think that, obviously, the Premier League is absolutely amazing. Biggest league in the world. Mm. Biggest moneymaker in the world. It doesn't need someone like me to tell him. But I think, like... Something like, like there needs you can't do the same thing. There needs to be a bit of revolutionary, something like that, or something like my game, like no. just to add a bit of spice. U N I T E D United are the team for me. Actually, work, give a dog a bone. Why don't sit say f off home? You have to beat both of them. Take your home time coming away. Here's the best of Dermot and Dave podcast. All the mess, none of the music. Enjoy. This. It's Today FM. It's Today FM, Dermot and Dave. Good morning, everybody. Hope you had a lovely weekend. Hope you enjoyed a bit of sunshine, if it was uh, wherever you are in the country. Uh, But I guess what was on our minds here on the show was the continuing saga. Let me bring you up to speed if you're late to this party. (laughs) God help you if you're trying to keep up with this story. But basically, Dave committed to going off with his mates to see Metallica in Germany. And it was an interesting setup in terms of concerts because Metallica were playing on Friday night, then they were taking a break for a night, and then they were playing another gig on the Sunday night. And one ticket got you seats at both concerts And there were different songs across each one So it was like a giant concert split over two nights Unfortunately then Dave realised that the team that he coaches um, The final of the cup that they managed to get themselves into The Hackett Cup um, Dave's son Sam plays on the team The under 11s The final was scheduled for Saturday So it would mean that he would have to try and get back And there was all kinds of permutations and calculations To try and get a flight that would get him back And then he realised if he flew from Hamburg to Munich And then flew from Munich to Dublin He just might make uh, the match and then I would have to pick him up at the airport, which he was very worried about as well. So we nobody was sure if he was actually, if he'd just bitten off more than he could chew and that he was going to end up stranded somewhere, disappointing his child and missing out on concerts. Anyway, he's on the line right now. So Dave, everybody wants to know, did you get back? Did you make the match? And did they win? Oh, uh, okay. Jo- join me on this journey, if you will, right? <laughs> So I go see Metallica on Friday night in Hamburg. I go to bed about half twelve. My alarm goes off at three o'clock. I get in a taxi with a man called Baba Aliou, which is one of the best names of anyone I've ever met. <laughs> he was so nice. He dropped me to the airport. I was so early in the airport that security wasn't even open yet. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But anyway, the reason I was there was because I had to fly from Hamburg to Munich and then make a connecting flight from Munich to Dublin. It was the only way I was going to possibly get home on time. And for God's sake, I was relying on Dermot Whelan to drive me from the airport. So risks were being taken on a number of levels. Anyway, I spoke to the lady at the um, desk, the the, the um, gate, and I, I explained my situation. And she checked on her computers, she checked on her iPad. And in a very German way, she said, Sir, you will definitely make your flight because the airplane's on the first flight they sleep in the airport and the pilots sleep in the airport so they're all ready to go there will be no delays here and I was like yes thank you very much Daniela so then got on the plane and I'm like this is cool it's going to be an hour and ten minutes to fly to Munich I've got loads of time like 40 minutes to change over in Munich and get on the Irish flight and then we sat in the plane and the uh, lead steward went meine Damen und Herren something 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 in German and everyone on the plane went 
Oh, and I was like, oh, what did you say? Please, what did you say? So then uh, she thankfully repeated it in English. Uh, but the bad news was she said, one of our passengers has decided to check in their luggage on the plane, but they're not show up at the gate. So now we have to open the hold, find the luggage, scan the luggage, make sure everything is safe. Then we will close the hold and we will take off. However, we have lost our takeoff slot. I was just like, oh, Jesus. So 25 minutes we sat there. Oh, God. That meant that I now had 15 minutes when I landed in, in Munich to make this connection. And they recommend 40 minutes. So this was not going well. We landed. And then she said another sentence in German to which everybody also groaned. At this point, people were translating for me because they were very sent. And they said, <laughs> the guy beside me said, we're going to end up away from the terminal on buses and I was like oh not on buses buses is bad but then she came on and she said it's okay we are going to take you directly from the plane to your connecting flights you won't even go to the terminal so are you on going flying to Bordeaux we have a bus are you flying to Tivat we have a bus are you flying to Amsterdam we have a bus and then she stopped talking and I went put my hand up and said in Schuldegung she was like yeah what about Dublin no, we have no bus for Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we remember all the money we lent you. You never paid us back, you Irish piglets. If you have 13 billion in your pocket, then perhaps we can talk about bus. Yeah. So no anyway, bus for you. <laughs> I got on the normal bendy bus that, that drives around. And you know the way to Dublin, like you drive, it might be what? I don't know, three or four minutes max to get from the airplane to the, the terminal. This bus... I'm not exaggerating. Drove for 15 minutes around the edge of the terminal, or the edge of the airport. At one point, it left the airport and went on to normal roads. Like, okay, they must have commandeered the roads for some roadworks they were doing inside or something. But we were actually on a motorway at one point. I was going, lads, this cannot be happening. So <laughs> if, if someone had actually asked me how I was at that point, I think I would have burst out crying because <laughs> I was so emotionally invested in getting back for this final plus you had like an hour and a half sleep oh, so like anyone the, would be yeah. an emotional wreck at that point <laughs> yeah so then I I kept checking the the the, the, the air um, what you call it the gate and the gate number had moved or whatever and then it said gate was closing at 10 past 8 uh, I was still on the bus at 8.09 then I had a brainwave and I just checked flight radar that's flight radar 24 app and it said that my flight, instead of an 825 flight, its projected departure was 838. So there, I was like in my brain going, that's 13 minutes. So I stepped my first foot into the terminal in Munich at 11 minutes past eight, with the gate supposed to be closed at 10 past eight. And Dermot Whelan and everyone listening, for the first time in my adult life, I ran. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean like I jogged a bit and walked a bit. I full on sprinted to the point where my fitness tracker, my whoop came up and registered my BPM at 172 as I got <laughs> to the level that my gate was on. Are there any just, is there any security camera footage of this? Because <laughs> frankly I, I need to see this to believe it. <laughs> well, thankfully no, the Germans have deleted it all because it's so shocking. But um, I was about like 300 meters. You know, you know those big long bits of an airport where you can just see gate after gate after mm. gate after gate, right? And I get up there and I'm looking for H38 and I see H30 and I'm like, oh, I just got eight, eight gates to go. And I can just kind of hear something weird down the end of the corridor. And it's like, David Moore, 
David Moore, we are closing the gate to Dublin, David Moore. And I'm like, I'm so out of breath, I can't even shout back to her. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just start waving like, frantically while I'm sprinting, waving. And eventually she waves back at me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. So I get up, and then she's there, and she just waves me through, and this lovely fella uh, takes my passport off, and he looks at me goes hello mr moore how was your day and i'll be honest with you i said a swear word and i said it's evan terrible and i was really sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was so freaked out at that point then we got i got on a plane and i did that i did that thing where i don't know if you ever if you ever seen anyone else do this work you walk on the plane everyone looks at you and the woman closed the door and hit me in the arse like literally they were obviously <laughs> saying we are waiting for one passenger we are waiting for one late passenger and oh my god i got on the plane i sat on the plane we took off. We landed. I rang Derma Whelan. Derma Whelan said, I'm just getting you a cup of tea and a sandwich. <laughs> I don't want a cup of tea and a sandwich. <laughs> Drive me to the football. But in fairness, he was there exactly on time. He drove me to the AUL, Derma Whelan. I cannot thank you enough because the taxi queue was actually so massive. There's no way I would have made it. But Derma Whelan, you got me to the AUL with 11 minutes to go. Now, I, I was as shocked as you were because I was convinced I had left my house late that I, you'd be standing outside <laughs> and you'd never forgive me. Um, and look, you got to tell people, it was Port Marnock AFC under 11s versus Broadford FC under 11s in the final of the Hacky Cup. You made it home. Sam, your kid, is the captain of the team. What was the score? <laughs> well, one one correction there. He's not the captain. Oh. That's Rian Brannigan. He'd have your head if you said Sam was the captain. But oh, anyway, sorry, Rian. I don't want I don't want to unleash Rian on you. But here's the thing. Yes, the game began, and within 40 seconds, Broadford Rovers had scored directly from a corner. The guy kicked the ball into the goal. Oh from the my corner. god! And we were all like, "Okay, lads, take a deep breath. Come on, we've come back before. Everyone, calm down." So the lads start playing. Start playing really well. Broadford Rovers break halfway through the first half. And they score a second goal. And then it's like, okay, lads, we can come back from two goals. It's okay. Keep your chins up. And we get them in at halftime. And we say things which I won't repeat on the radio. Normally, I ever tell their parents what we said to them. But there were some, there were some, <laughs> there were some words. words spoken. Yes. To motivate them, but also to tell them they're doing, they're doing fine, but they need to do better. And all this happened. And we went out in the second half full of belief that if we got one goal, we'd be back in it. And then... Ten minutes into the second half, Broadford Rovers scored a third goal and it was 3-0 to Broadford Rovers. And I'll be honest with you, two or three of the boys were now playing and crying at the same time. Oh, so I pulled I pulled those boys off, subbed them off, whatever, and had a chat with them. And I simply said this, I said, look, at full time, you can cry for the rest of your life. But please, for the next 15 minutes, don't cry. Just please try and play. Do what you've done all season. And you will win this game. And they're looking at me going, yeah, right, Coach Dave. Anyway, next thing, goal goes in. It's 3-1. Next thing, a corner comes in. Sam takes it. Rian Brannigan heads it. It's 3-2. There's momentum. We're all starting to get very excited. Then, my young fellow Sam takes the ball down, turns the defender, half volleys into the bottom. It's 3 all, And the ref blows for full time. Then we go to extra time. Five minutes each way. All of a sudden, one of their players handles the ball. It's a peno. Sam steps up, slots it in the right bottom corner. It's 4-3 to Port Marnock. Oh, my God. One of my coaches is actually on his knees in the centre circle. I'm like trying to get him out of the pitch. Going, get off the pitch. You're an embarrassment. We get back over to the line. There's like a few minutes to go. We play this really defensive shape so we can keep the lead. The ball goes up to Sam. Oh, my God. Sam just takes it into the corner. He takes it into the corner. But then he skills the defender. Goes in. Gets his hat trick. The ref blows it up. Port Marnock won 5-3. He's mad at Ireland. 
Oh my God. The nation can rest once again. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hacking Cup winners, Port Marnock AFC. Oh, and listen, a big shout out to Broadford Rovers, who are an absolutely phenomenal team. And honestly, the lads, Ray, and he's one of the coaches, and Dylan, his son's one of the goalkeepers. He's the goalkeeper. They were just literally some of the best people we've ever played against. And they were so generous in defeat. And we got our cup, and we got a presentation. We all had medals. And we went back to the Leisure Centre in Port Marnock, and there was drinks and pizzas and chats and I haven't seen Sam since because he went off on a play date and a sleepover I don't even know what he's doing with his life anymore but anyway and you, you went off on your own play date and had your own I sleepover because you got back on the plane flew back to Germany caught night two of Metallica and now you're on your way home uh, and as, yeah. as one texter said last week Dave you're an inspiration to fathers and metal fans all over the country <laughs> I can, I'm proof you can do both you can do both <laughs> you know I used to slag you for not getting out of your comfort zone but man you managed to pack a life's <laughs> worth of discomfort into one weekend fair play to you <laughs> yeah five flights two gigs and a hack a cup final win sure, what else would you be doing at the weekend Incredible. oh yeah next weekend just to add to the absolute stress of my life next weekend I'm going to Wembley to watch Man United get absolutely battered by City at the cup final yeah no way should have got beaten yesterday you're laughing you're grand <laughs> uh, anyway safe travels well done oh thank you my friends I will see you at some stage this week I don't even know when I'm coming to work yet to be honest with you because I'm supposed to full of adrenaline but hey bye <laughs> up at Marnock see you Dave <laughs> thanks lads bye, bye. Dermot and Dave playing the music you know Today FM, Jennifer Lopez, Jenny from the block. We were just chatting there while she was singing her heart out there about friends. And when we mix groups of friends, it can feel a little bit strange sometimes. Yeah. And that's happening with Carl. He's a bit nervous about uh, introducing some different groups of friends to each other. It's not that I'm uh, nervous. I just, I, I'm apprehensive. Uh, so I'm from Cashel. And I have my Cashel friends. Mm. I've been living in Dublin the last couple of years, so I have my Dublin friends. I never really felt like the two would ever need to mix. They're very different types of people, both Cashel <laughs> and Dublin friends. But this Friday, mm. I'm going to a gig, and uh, my best friend from home, Tony, is coming up to Dublin to the gig. And Mr. Sean Reedy is also going to the gig with us. <laughs> so I was like, I just thinking, like, what if they don't get on? <laughs> two lads. Yeah, but. Like Sean's a Claire man, so it's, like it's if if he was like oh god, he's still be going to the gig. <laughs> yeah, it's, it might, might be a bit different. But. He's cosmopolitan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying Portoni isn't? I know he is. He is. He is. A bit more country I, now than Sean. I I'm trying say. to figure out if you're slagging me or slagging. I'm Tony. slagging no one. I'm just saying. I just think it's weird. So like, I thought that this might ever probably only happen if I had my a stag or like my wedding. That I, I was, I was always picturing that my casual friends and my Dublin friends would mix. You know that you would meet some of my casual friends, Dermot, and I, I don't know wait. how that would go. Like you've, you've kept it at arm's length so far. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get to meet them. Well, now this Friday it's going to happen, and yeah, apprehensive. Just I'm just I'm just thinking about it. You know, it's on my well, mind. See, sometimes when you're with, like, particularly your old group of friends, yeah, you 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 see the other people then in your life through their lens when you're with them do you get me like no. if you if you're with say you've got like your old school pals and then you have some other friend okay yeah, from yeah, a different yeah. group and then then you're you're there with all your old school pals then sometimes it's possible that when you look over at the other newer friend you start to see them through 
the lens <laughs> of all yeah, your I think, mates. I think I get you're, what you're trying to say. You're kind of running that software, if you get me, in your brain. And th- then it can feel a bit weird. You're like, oh my God, I think this person is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, do, you not think, do you not think it's down to, though, that you act different around different friends? Possibly, yeah. So, like, I feel like... I feel like you're you react differently maybe around your home friends than your casual friends then like I I I wouldn't really mix my Dublin friends and my Clare friends but not now it just I'd find it weird them all yeah, in the same room together what would they talk weird. about and and you talk different to your old friends but also you might drop your standards for friends yeah <laughs> depending on what your situation is like say you move abroad say okay. you're living in Luxembourg or something and you've no mates uh, you might start hanging around with someone who no ordinarily mightn't make the cut, but because you're just lonely. Totally. And then that's the worst situation when you've got someone you you know somewhere, you know, in your subconscious, deep down, that this is kind of subpar, like yeah. not your ideal friend. Yeah. And then when they get introduced to like a quality friend, then you're like, oh, God, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you have like two quality friends? So like I had... A, I have a quality friend, a, mm. a, a best friend that you, that, like you're saying, but is is very South Dublin and like you know is <laughs> very gentrified. And then my other best friend and his missus were coming up from mm. Clare, and I just knew instantly that the friend from Clare <laughs> was not going to. Gel instantly. Gel instantly. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a pit in my stomach all and day. Did it about. work out? It was fine. <laughs> and the thing is, they don't need to actually get on. It's not like. It's like like a girlfriend or a boyfriend where you introduce them to your friends and the lads kind of just have to like your partner. You know mm. what I mean? They kind of whether they'll fake it if, even if they don't. They'll just say, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she's sound and he's sound." But like Tony and Sean don't need to pretend that they like each other. Sean definitely won't pretend that he likes it and he doesn't. You just sit in the middle between them at the gig and have and talk differently to both of them. Cole, uh, what if what if it turns out that me and Tony end up being like best friends? Just great for everyone. Everyone's a winner. Oh, and then I'm just kicked to the curb. Maybe that yeah. would be weird. Well, I remember at my fortieth, um, there was like all different groups of friends. I had work friends. I had, there was like Republic of Telly friends. There was old school friends. There was archaeology college friends, <laughs> and they were all talking to each other, and it was completely freaking me out. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is just too weird. I can't. It's, but actually, it was fine. Everyone else was fine. But it, just it, it, you it can just be a bit weird anyway. But uh, so it's all happening when? Friday? Friday night, yeah, yeah. This is today FM. And turn and rest. Woo! Great dance, guys. Well done. You <laughs> all did the robot really well there. What a workout. Fantastic. What a tune. Thank you, Juice and Cracker voters. That is uh, Daft Punk and the Juice and Cracker winner on Today FM with Dermot and Dave and Pamela Joyce. How are you? Hello. <laughs> uh,. I don't know why there. I just thought about drop-down menus. When when I said Ms, I started to think of, you know, booking flights and that kind of thing. And then the drop-down menu. And I recently have been feeling so old. It feels like I'm scrolling for hours oh, no. to get down to my year of birth. Oh, that's horrifying. Like, literally, the screen changes from colour to black and white <laughs> as I'm scrolling. <laughs> Does everyone feel that way, no matter what year you're born in? Or are you youngsters just... It's more uh, so like when you're, for me, when you're like, when you're filling out something and it's like, oh, are you 20 to 25? Are you 25 to 30? And now I'm in the 30 to 35 category. I don't love it. Mm. I don't love it. It's good when you're in a category but you're hanging on to the end. Yeah. <laughs> no, in 92 you don't have to scroll back too far. But it's okay. We can live with it. 
Yeah, that's practice. It's not even a scroll. It's like a s- sneeze. You sneeze and you're there. <laughs> um, how are you enjoying all the hot weather? Are you? I'm, I had a lovely afternoon yesterday. Got yeah. home. The washing that I'd put out that morning was bone dry. Oh my god, great drying out. Absolutely great drying out. Put on the sun cream, sat Mm. there, read my book. It was delightful. I'd say you're a good person to go on holidays with. Are you nice and chill? I I can't imagine you're rushing off to the latest tour, are you? Like, oh, we have to go to the Alhambra. Are you? I just, I can lie by the pool, read my book. Well, like, then then you pick a different type of holiday. Like, if you go on a sun holiday, it's fine, you can sit and chill. But if you're going to a city you've never been before, you're there to see the stuff. Mm. I feel, personally. I do love a schedule. I do love an itinerary. I print out my boarding passes. I print out the hotel booking. I put it in a poly pocket. I put it in my handbag instead of in my luggage in case the luggage gets lost, you know? So super relaxed, very laid back. Yeah, I really love to go on holidays with you, Pamela. (laughs) (laughs) It's 7 a.m., guys, come on. The Alhambra won't see itself. (laughs) Terminal Dave, playing the music you love. Are you going to Harry Styles? You could be in trouble if you're going to Harry Styles. Yeah, it's not about the tickets, it's not about transport, it's your feather boa. Uh, there could be a shortage of the fluffy scarves around Dublin in the coming weeks because Harry likes a feather boa and apparently it's the thing you wear to a Harry Styles gig is a feather boa. I'm, fairly limited shops actually sell these things, so... Well, unless you're like, you know, some kind of vintage fashion hunter and you get your feather boas, you know, from the back streets of Paris or Milan, you know, if you're, <laughs> if you're rocking into town, you're, whatever your, your local shopping centre is, and looking for feather boas... You're probably going to struggle most times of the year. However, this time of the year, because of Harry Styles, apparently the struggle is real and people are going absolutely belubous for the feather boas. I think people could be forced to chase birds down the street and start reefing the feathers out of them. Please, please do not and do that. Sellotaping them to a Man United scarf. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with that suggestion. Actually, do you know what? Orla Gilsenen is from funpalace.ie. Is it fun place or fun palace, Orla? Hiya, it's fun place. Fun it's place. Fun place.ie. Yeah, yeah, we so, have an online shop and we're also in Stephen Green Shopping Centre. You are. In fact, I, I remember you guys helped me out because I was looking for a short notice uh, costume. I was looking yeah. for Top Gun Maverick for the Cannonball yeah. Run that I was doing. And you I was like, couldn't find anywhere. And boom, <laughs> went into Fun Place in Stephen's Green. They had one in my size. It was tremendous. Yeah. So is this true about the Harry Styles feather boas? Are they all gone? Oh, listen, it is just mental at that um, for Harry Self concerts. Like, they are looking for, everyone is looking for a boa. And there's certain colours as well that they're looking for. It can't oh. just be the basic red, white and black, which would be the usual colours in um, in the shops, you know? Right. So uh, so they're looking for pastels, like light pinks and like lime colours and stuff like that. Because that's what Harry wears. And no one has them except we we've managed to source them, and uh, it looks like we're going to have them in on the seventh of June. Of June. Well, we will definitely have them. Okay. In the 7th of so June. the seventh of June is about a week away, and then Harry's I gig, know. of course, is on the tenth of June. Tenth, no pressure. Yeah, no, no, get them in by the seventh. Now, so so are people being that picky that like if they walked into Fun Place and they saw mm-hmm. a red one, they'd go, "No, I'm leaving that one on the shelf until you get me the pastel coral that I really need." Basically, yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a thing. Like it's a whole fashion thing, and it has to be the right colours too, you know. And will there be <laughs> so, other gigs, Orla, and other acts that have particular things associated with them that people come in looking for? A lot of the 
festivals. Like, they would definitely sell for festivals, you know? Like, if they're a bit of fun, you can swing them around the air and people can find you, you know? So it's, but uh, do, you, do you have like, to prepare, like, if you know, okay, like, Garth Brooks is coming to town, we better stock up on cowboy hats. Like, oh, are, are there Are there other yeah. things that you have to have in stock for other acts? Absolutely, yeah. Well, get, well any, of the, any of the country acts, it's always the cowboy hats mm. and stuff. Um, you know, when Elton came, we had the big glasses and yeah, oh, sparkly cap. Yeah, yeah, we all like we have a full calendar of, of events that are going on, and then we kind of we make sure we have the right thing well, for them. Our Sean went to Garth Brooks a number of times when he was here, and yeah. he wore the cowboy hat, but he also wore the double denim. Now, is that the kind of thing you would stock? Would you have like you know <laughs> waistcoats, sheriff badges, <laughs> pistols? We have, we, we have got like kind of you know fancy dress ones um, you know my, the way I see it is you know you might have your base layer of something that you wear and then you accessorize a lot accessorize. on top of it or else if you want to go the full fancy dress then you come into us and we'll sort mm. out you know gotcha. okay yeah. so June 7th you're going to have these pastel coloured feather boas oh, in for the Harry fans who seem to be very very picky yeah well, we have all the colours. Like, I mean, we have we have got about a thousand on on their way in. Wow, so. amazing! Okay, well, funplace.ie is the website, or if you're in town, they're in Stevens yeah, Green Shopping Centre, up beside the food court there, uh, up on the second floor. You can't miss them. And here, did you exactly. see Kendrick Lamar in, the, in Stevens Green shooting the video there? I didn't. I didn't. I can't believe he was there. No one even told us. I'm good at. <laughs> well, this is a bizarre thing. Everyone's watching the new Kendrick video, going, uh, "That's Stevens Green that's Shopping Centre." What? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Listen, Orla, thanks a minute for joining us. Best of luck with the All massive right. sales. Yeah, listen, hopefully. And we're online as well. We do overnight and we have same-day delivery in Dublin. So Brilliant. just plugging plug that. Ah, plug away. Funplace.ie. Thanks, Orla. Uh, thank you, guys. Bye. 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 So when you went to Metallica, Dave. Mm, um, feather bows everywhere. Pastel pinks, <laughs> pastel greens. Cowboy hats. No, I'll tell you, Metallica actually did a really interesting merchandise thing where instead of having merchandise stands at the gig, which mm. they did have, but they only had a few because what they did was they actually opened up a pop-up merch shop in the city, in Hamburg, that you went in and queued. It was up there from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. It was there. And I cannot tell you how long that queue was. And the queue was constant. We drove past it. Mm. We were in it ourselves on the Friday. We drove past it on the Sunday. And it was just a constant queue of about 400 people getting in and spending so much money. But you time to browse. They're on hangers. Like yeah, the pressure of buying merch at a gig, it's too intense. It is You're very like, intense. I don't know if anything fits me. I don't know which one I want. <laughs> and then if they go, we don't have that in your size, you're screwed. Totally. You're like, I don't have a plan B. <laughs> I've got nothing. But look, at a metal gig, something like Metallica, obviously they've been around for 42 years. Everyone's wearing, you know, a Metallica branded something or whatever. Mm. But one thing I noticed in Germany that I haven't seen, because I go to metal gigs all the time and I haven't seen this in Ireland at all, is, you know, the sleeveless denim jacket that I certainly had when I was a teenager. They were the lads I was afraid of when I was a teenager. Right, so those lads with the, with the patches sewn on, right, yeah. or, or ironed on or whatever, they were massively popular in Hamburg. Like, I must have seen a couple of thousand of them. It wasn't just like, oh, there's a guy with it. And it was all different Metallica ones as the main patch, but then... Were these lads who still had the jackets from the 80s? No, 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 no. These were newly purchased, newly patched. Like, <laughs> they weren't wrecked at all. They were They were pride of place and there was like... German bands and Slayer and Man of War and all these other things that were on the back of these uh, of these things, but I just I haven't seen them in Ireland at all in years. Well, weirdly, I went to see Bono in New York doing his book tour. Two thousand people in the Beacon Theatre. 
I was the only person, as far as I could see, in a U2 t-shirt. Get off. Nobody was wearing anything. It was just clothes. Ah, they were all taking themselves too seriously. They were I like, don't know. I don't know whether it's a... Was it, it was a theater a, show? Like, Yeah, because they thought it was too theater. But like... Come on. I couldn't believe it. And people were kind of looking at me like, oh, he's in a U2 t-shirt. Like, of course I am. It's Bono. <laughs> like... I mean, it wasn't a U2 gig, we should say that. Yeah, but he was performing yeah. U2 songs yeah, yeah, yeah. in the show, but albeit stripped back acoustic versions. Sure, yeah, yeah. Still Bono. That is odd. That was really weird. That is it? odd, yeah. Okay, tell us, have you dressed up for a gig? Is there a gig that you, you, you know, you've gone to or that you will go to or you go to regularly where you go, well, I have to wear that to that because it signifies that artist? Let us know in 87 uh, tell us any story you have about clothes. You, maybe you're embarrassed about what you yeah. wore to a gig at some point. Or maybe you went all out, but actually they were the really, really wrong things. Remember Maria? Didn't she fall down the steps of Croke Park uh, in the wrong shoes? Yeah, Johnny ended up carrying her shoes for her. And someone, <laughs> did someone give her a pair of slippers? My mom had to bring slippers. Yes, Emer's mom brought slippers to <laughs> Maria in the gig just to make sure she was comfortable. This is Today FM. Talking about the feather boa shortage. But the Harry Styles gig that's happening in Slane, of course, on June 10th. Support from Inhaler and Wet Leg as well, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> interestingly, not everybody is as clued in uh, uh, on fashion, uh, unlike yourself mm. and myself, Dermot, obviously. Oh, of course. Fashion icons here. Uh, got this voice note in. Guys, I'm feeling very old. I'm only 30, but what is a feather boa? Everybody, <laughs> um, what it is. Well, it's nothing to do with being old. Like, a feather boa is not... Something that only young people know about, or only Harry Styles fans know about. Feather bows have been around for I don't know. I'm going to say, was it the 30s? The kind of that Charleston era was yeah, in 20s, tw- 20s, 20s yeah. even. They're was, like, it's like I presume at one point it was real bird feathers, you know, strung along, and then you'd wear it around your neck like a scarf, I suppose. But it, nowadays, it makes it's you want to sneeze artificial. just looking at. It. <laughs> Harry wore a purple feather boa, a pastel purple, over a Gucci outfit when he went to the Grammys back in 2021. That's kind of where the the obsession has come from. His clothes are so weird. Yeah. Like, I think he goes out of his way to wear terrible clothes. No, not terrible. And everyone goes, oh my God, it's so fashion. And he's like, wait till you see this. I'm going to wear my mother's pearl necklace, <laughs> a feather boa, um, a string vest. <laughs> a gingham jacket. <laughs> like... It just seems to get away with it. Well, look, if you're struggling and you really want to get your hands on feather bows, there's a very helpful tip in from Noel. Lads, uh, Aldi are doing a special on feather bows tomorrow in the middle oil there. Oh, yeah. Seriously special. Feather bows and four tractor tours for uh, $9.99. <laughs> great deal. Not true, but it's a, a great deal. Uh, alternative feather boa source idea. Look for a Hulk Hogan fancy dress kit. You'll get a red and yellow boa in it, and maybe also black and white boa. That's what I was actually tempted to go into, but but avoided it. The, there's a Hulk Hogan shop in Orlando, in Florida, when I was over there in April, and I was tempted oh, to go in. Is he's, that his home turf or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 he owns it there, and it's like, you know, he's not there all the time, but apparently he's doing signings from time in July, so <laughs> you never know, you can go there and get your hands on it. Trisha's in Cork. Hi, Trisha. Hi. Have you got yourself a feather boa for Harry? Absolutely. Have to have your feather boa for Harry. Good woman. Where'd you get yours? So yesterday in Party Delights in Mahon Point Retail Park. Okay. So and it's then... in there. There's pale pink ones. There's white ones. <laughs> there's multicoloured ones. There's loads there. What did you so choose? I got, I got a hot pink one. Hot pink. Got nice. Got a hot pink. Yeah. 
And uh, Harry was wearing a, an outfit the other night on one of his other gigs. I think it was in Edinburgh, and he had hot pink sequins on it. So thought I'd you know <laughs> go with that colour. He'd hot, hot pink sequins on his outfit or on the scarf? On his outfit. Oh. Can't yeah, call he's a scarf term. Quite low key, obviously that night. Yeah, yeah, very, very, very low <laughs> yeah, key yeah. for Harry. Um, <laughs> this is his midweek outfit. <laughs> who are you going with? Uh, my husband, Dave. Is he a big fan, or is he just being polite and going along with you? How very dare you? <laughs> he, he's actually known as Uncle Harry in our house. All the way. That's how much Harry is a part of our family. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's yeah. brilliant. Fair play. So we're telling legend. the kids. My my wonderful sister is having the kids for the weekend. And we're telling them that we're going to visit Uncle Harry. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> well, come here, Trisha. Have an amazing time. We'll keep an eye out for you, the hot pink boa. Well, we bought the best tickets you could possibly get. So if I'm not sitting on his lap by the end of the gig, I'm going to be very <laughs> All right. See you later, Trisha. <laughs> bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Love bye. The show. Thanks, bye bye. Uh, actually, I met an Irish fella in the airport just as we were queuing for bags at the end, whatever, uh, on Monday, and he had won two snake pit passes for Metallica. Snake pit is right in the middle of the mm. the, the, the stage is a big circle, and you're you're literally inside the circle, like right beside the lads. And he just won, and he he was on his own at the gig, so he'd not he'd no one to give it to, so he just gave it to some random guy when he got to the gig. Oh my god, the gig is there, and he was like. It was just kind of weird being in there on my own. I don't know. It's kind of strange. <laughs> but uh, fair play to you. Yeah, amazing. Winning one of those passes, getting up front, up close and personal is just absolutely amazing. God, it's almost too close. It's almost slightly intimidating. Oh, like, I don't you know. know. You don't want to be making direct eye contact. Oh, I definitely would. If I had a chance, I definitely <laughs> would. Can I get up and play? I can play this song. Yeah, <laughs> one of those signs. Can I play Enter Sandman? Dermot and Dave. Playing the music you know. Sure, look, it. isn't that it? Worth listening, in fairness, if you want to win yourself 650 euro for Asher Look, it isn't that it? My P is always T, is the sentence you're trying to solve. If you do solve it, you win the money. Jerry Hennigan is in Sligo. How are you, Jerry? I'm good, Dave, and you? Yeah, you're getting Jerry ready. Keenahan, by the way. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No one ever got to. No. Once <laughs> saw it written down there, took a chance, got it wrong. It was a 50 50. <laughs> or I could have gone Hennigan. Uh, tried something really weird. <laughs> well, I've already mispronounced well, the surname Gilsnan today, and I called it Gilsenan. So, so. What? Say it again? Gilsnan. Gilsnan. Yeah. yeah. Rolls off the tongue, yeah. And well, <laughs> you're Listen, Heenahan isn't slacking anyone off here today, Jerry. You're being fair. <laughs> Come here, what? You're getting ready for Wild Roots Festival? Yeah, indeed. Are so you playing tomorrow. or organising it? Uh, I'm playing at it actually tomorrow. What tomorrow are you playing? So, uh, I'm playing with my band Mugged. I play drums. Amazing. What's the name? Mug, you said? Mugged. Mugged. Apostrophe D. Okay. Oh. And what kind of music are you? Uh, we only actually started up recently, you know, for us to do covers at the minute, so just having to crack with that. Good. Yeah. And you're already That's playing a festival. I know. Jesus, it's rocking for And on national radio plugging it. Tell you what. <laughs> Jerry Heenan knows what's up, he does. So where's the gig on, then? Where are Mugged uh, playing? on the Wild West stage. So it, I think it, it just opens up the campsite tomorrow night. Right. Okay. Few bands on for that. For so right stuff. Uh, silly question, but is Strand Hill beside the Strand? Is it by the beach? Uh, yeah, and Strand Hill. You don't know Strand Hill? Not sure if I do. I, I've I yeah, probably played like really golf around there. Surfing and all that, you know. Yeah, what? Well, it's really famous for surfing. Ah, okay. well, for everyone who doesn't know, what county is it in? Sligo. Sligo, right? Okay, so Sligo near the beach, Wild Roots Festival, Strand Hill, Jerry well, Heenan no, and Mugged. 
The festival isn't in Strand Hill. Ah, here, Jerry. You're all plugging things, but you're confusing everybody with your name and your gigs. Well, your apostrophe. Oh, everybody should just go and look up Wild Roots then, you know. Okay, fair, <laughs> but, fair, uh, fair. But, I, but I will say I was there last year, and it's, it's a cracking weekend. So I would advise. Right, well, just just add to the confusion. Where is that on? Uh, it's in Hazelwood Forest, but it's more or less in the town. It's close by. You can get buses from there. Right, right, right. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Right. Okay, right. Well, let's get down to business now that we've cleared all that up, Jerry. Well, well I think I've got all my business done. <laughs> yeah, this small matter of winning yourself 650 euro. What is my P is always T? My pay is always taxed. My pay is always taxed. Unfortunately, it is. Can't get past that no matter how hard you try. Jerry. Go on. No. Uh, Sorry about that. Isn't that it? Good man. Thanks for playing, Jerry. Best luck with the gig. Thank you. Bye. 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 This is today FM. Actually, here's the thing. Speaking of of concerts, right? You know, I went over to see Bono in New York. Have I I mentioned this? No, no, no. Have I mentioned I went to Metallica in Hamburg? I don't think either of us has talked about either of those things. Does the fact that I'm wearing a sweatshirt with Bono's face on it right now does that kind of uh, give you a hint? Yeah, you've definitely gone there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing, I was at the show, right, and I became aware of something, and I turned to my lovely wife, Karina, and I said, can you hear that? And she's like, what? I was like, listen, what am I listening for? Nobody's coughing. She's like, what? what? And I was like, I'll explain it to you later. Okay. So, So basically, I went to Bono's show, I also went to a show on Broadway. And I was struck during the shows by how quiet it was. Nobody was coughing. So you might get a... <clears throat> something like that. Right. And obviously, sorry, just very quickly, the Bono show was a... 2,000 people in a theatre, no one coughing. And it was a spoken word thing followed by performance. So it wasn't like a full rock concert from start to finish. You, no. There were silent moments. Very quiet bits, intimate setting. Right, right, right. right. Nobody coughing. Well, well, and then the Broadway one, the Broadway show I went to was a play... You know plays, Dave. <laughs> You've heard of them. I've been to one once. <laughs> there are quiet bits. Yeah. Nobody coughing. There's over a thousand people in the theatre. So what do you refer... What's this? Are you hearing coughing everywhere else? I went to shows in Ireland, and I don't know if anyone else is aware of it. Maybe it's my weird hearing thing, and I can just hear it. But I went to three shows in different Irish theatres, the weeks running up to these other shows okay, that I okay. saw in New York. And at one point, I went to see, for example, Shawshank Redemption. I went to the play with my son. Oh, yeah. Brilliant show. Yeah. But I, at one point, couldn't focus on the play because there were so many people coughing. It was a cacophony of coughing. (laughs) And also, Irish coughs, they're not just like... (coughs) Right. Or like (coughs) a polite golf cough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds like a field hospital from the American (laughs) Civil War. And like the coughs are... And then you're you're imagining there's definitely a lung on the floor now. But surely at one point it became so distracting the coughing that I started to forget about the show altogether right. and just count the gaps between coughs. <laughs> like people do with thunder and lightning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can see how far away the cough is. <laughs> the, the longest gap between coughs was seven seconds. Seven seconds of silence. And I was wondering, do Irish people treat coughing like yawns? Like if someone oh. else coughs, do we go, okay, now I have to cough? <laughs> I don't I think people now listening to the radio might feel like they want to... 
have a cough after you've told that a few times. But, and I, I remember when I was in that show, so I was like, what's, what's happening? Our country is dying. <laughs> Everyone is dying. Maybe that's what it is. Man, I went to New York. Silence. Maybe it's the dampness of the rock Silence. we live on. <laughs> We all have cops. But the, the shows I was at were a mixture of tourists from all around the world. Oh, in New York? Sil- silence. Yeah. Oh. And then back to Ireland. That's Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to saw your leg off. It's the only option. Dermot and Dave. Now, sometimes tech, most of the time, Tech is there to help us and help us to feel better. I would better. agree, yeah. I, I love tech. But there are certain tech that can end up making you feel worse. So let me tell you, I, I my alarm went off this morning. In fact, I was awake before the alarm today. Oh, impressive. I was living my best morning life. I was like, oh, I am so full of energy today. Good. It's fantastic. Friday, back all the weekend. I feel good. The weekend stretching out. <laughs> Woo! Did a bit of meditation, cleared the head, saying, yeah, feeling good about today. Ready to rock. And I was thinking... When I was in the bathroom and I was like, yeah, well, yesterday was great. It was my little girl's birthday and we went out for a lovely dinner and we had cake and we had all kinds of treats and we had a great time and there was prezzies and all that. Beautiful. And then I went to bed early, got a great sleep and then here I was. Ready fresh to as a daisy, <laughs> Ready to go for the day. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym on the way home after work Ooh, today. Yeah. Fantastic. Got a new program I'm working on. I'm loving it. I'm excited to go back to the gym. Brilliant. And then I casually glanced at my Whoop fitness tracker. And it said I had a 30% recovery. <laughs> 30%. It was in the red. It was the same equivalent as if I'd got out and had six pints. <laughs> so maybe maybe I shouldn't be happy. I, I obviously stepped way, way, way worse than I thought. I, I Maybe I shouldn't have had the cake. Maybe I shouldn't have celebrated the birthday. Why did I eat the cake? You see, <laughs> there's an issue. 30%. There's an issue. And then the worst part is, I know I'm in a group, a whoop group, with everybody in here. And I thought, not only have I actually had a terrible sleep and a terrible recovery, Cahill is going to be in the group and he's going to be looking at my stats <laughs> and he's going to see that I only recovered 30%. <laughs> There's an ongoing issue with the fitness trackers that we all wear, which is this. The Dermot is allowing, and Cahill, you're not free of this guilt as well. You guys are allowing the reading from the fitness tracker, the whoop, to determine how you feel about the day. Listen to this music. Like, <laughs> you were ready. You'd for feel a that weekend. way too. Yeah. And you know the best thing? What? I'm actually paying for this. <laughs> oh, you're the only one. He's yeah, the only he's one. The only one. one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm paying for the the benefit of, of seeing that actually I feel worse than I thought I did. <laughs> now, I'm I, the first person to get a whoop on this show. I pay the monthly subscription. All of you guys get it for free. Do you know what? I just checked my whoop recovery score and I haven't checked it yet this morning. I'd like to say that I had got, I got an 81. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, the first thing I... I 
I also woke up and thought I was grand and I got a yellow which was 44 so we've a green a yellow and a red today where the traffic lights <laughs> no, basically okay. so, <laughs> like, the, the only thing banging on to you guys about this the I've only been, thing that's making me feel happier Dave is the knowledge that Cahill also got a crap score <laughs> yeah. and that he looked like he had several pints <laughs> the thing is the thing is I have been banging on about, it for, about what this means first of all most whoop users get a yellow recovery okay because most whoop users are serious athletes unlike me I ran for an airplane and needed to be resuscitated <laughs> <laughs> the reason you get a yellow is because you've done an awful lot the day before and you know you're mildly ready to take on another day of similar what it's telling you Dermot is you had a great day yesterday you celebrated your daughter's birthday you had some cake you had a big donut here at 11 o'clock <laughs> yeah <laughs> right you had a great day today's a day for taking it easy like the caramel bunny said just take it easy <laughs> don't go to the gym don't push yourself no. on a Friday. We gotta Enjoy get after it. Fr- no. We gotta get after no. it. Call him no. What David Goggins do? Yeah. Would David Goggins say, "I'm going to rest today"? I am not He'd interested in pseudo alpha male idiots. <laughs> I want you two to relax and enjoy your weekends. I don't understand it though. How did he get a thirty three? <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> but the point is, it doesn't. You're not supposed to let it affect your mood. It's just telling you, you know what? Don't lift your body weight in a deadlift today. That's all it's saying to you. Okay, I lift your body weight in a deadlift. You couldn't, you'll break your back. Look, I know, you know, the logical part of my brain knows that, you know, you can't let this stuff affect you. But I bet you there's people listening, you know, you think I slept pretty well. If you've got a sleep tracker, a lot of Mm -hmm. people have sleep Mm -hmm. apps on their phone. Maybe it's built into your Fitbit. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're looking at your stats. Uh, Maybe you thought I had a great day. I thought I did loads of exercise. But then you look at your step count and it's down. Yeah. Like, is it, does anybody else... Do you else... know what I'm going to do? I'm going to undo this. Right, this is the mood we're in now as a nation, okay? <laughs> His shoulders are sloped. <laughs> yeah, he a full-on 33 over back, there. He needs to get back out the way he opened the curtain, threw the curtains over, and woke <laughs> his wife up. And the sunlight beat across her face. You know what I loved is when we were already in the meeting this morning and then Dermot rocks in and the first thing he says to me is, did you see my recovery? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, you must have had pints last night. No, I had no pints last night. What's going on? He was at a 12-year-old's birthday party. This is Today FM. Uh, Dermot is suffering because his Whoop fitness tracker, after he felt fine, told him he had a poor recovery and now he feels like He's deflated and his shoulders are dripping. He can't get on with life. Uh, lots of your messages coming in. I took my Fitbit off for that very reason. Never felt better. Kept telling me I had a bad sleep. That, Sean, that happened to you as well, didn't it? Yeah, that's why. So I love my Fitbit. I wear it every day, but I stopped wearing it at night because there was one time there, it was around the Christmas time, around the time of the camper van, and I came in and I was like, God, I felt like I had a great sleep last night opened up my Fitbit app and it said my sleep score was poor. So I walked around for the day thinking I was tired even though I wasn't. You weren't, exactly. That's the key. You weren't tired. So it's I just, stopped. You've <laughs> got to reinterpret these things. Uh, Vicky was on to us. I think Dermot needs a good mindfulness coach to help him look on the positive side of things and concentrate on the positive instead of the negative. So if anybody knows anyone, just like, give him the name there. Please. <laughs> yes, Vicky. 
Oh, it's not like we don't know anyone who's constantly telling us how to be positive about things. You get 80,000 thoughts a day. Just let them bypass you. They're just traffic. You know? I'm just telling you, this is the power of the thing that's strapped to your wrist. Yeah. It's constantly whispering in your ear. Uh, lads, I woke up yesterday with the readiness of one on my Fitbit app. I think it's a combination of the gym and the heat that's taking everything down. I'm the same when the readiness score is low or my sleep time is low. Uh, I doubt if I actually feel okay. You do feel okay. Don't uh, don't let the tech tell you how you feel. Feel how you feel. Don't look at it for it until at least halfway through the day. Then you you'll you already know how you are at that point. Like you had fun last yesterday evening, didn't you? I think so, but but my watch says I didn't, so I'm not so sure now. Oh, like, I'm not even sure if those children were mine. Then. Everything is out of, up for grabs now. Listen back to more from the Dermot and Dave Show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 on Today FM.